This is the Woke Daisy. TW dears, welcome back to 12 Days of the Woke Facey. If you've been following our holiday journey, make sure you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and write a quick review. Don't forget to participate in the discussion on our Instagram every single day as we give you guys 12 short hot topics to wrap 2019 up with. Today, we're talking about Priyanka Chopra. Is she a global icon or is she a sellout? In 2000, Priyanka Chopra won the Miss World title at the age of 18. Her demeanor, sparkling eyes, and contagious smile got to everybody, and she left a lasting impression. Fast forward about three years, and Priyanka Chopra makes her Bollywood debut alongside Sunny Dale in the movie The Hero, Love Story of a Spy. Today, 16 years later, she is one of the top-grossing stars of Indian cinema, a singer, producer, philanthropist, entrepreneur, and UNICEF Goodwill ambassador. In short, Priyanka Chopra is a global icon. Her global reign began when she struck a deal with ABC's Quantico and became the first ever South Asian to headline an American network drama series, and also the first one to receive a People's Choice Award. I mean, I remember it so vividly the day that news broke out that PC was getting her own TV show on American television. It was such a big day for South Asians everywhere, and all of my family group chats were blowing up. She truly was breaking boundaries for the entire South Asian community. I literally watched the Quantico premiere with my whole family, and we were freaking out. Me too. I was so excited about Quantico and my parents and I got together each week and we just sat on the couch and watched it together. And I loved everything from her makeup looks, which I still emulate sometimes because I love that dramatic lip and those really, really subtle eyes to her devil may care attitude. And she really won me over in her interviews too. She was so eloquent and feminist and funny and lovable. And I was honestly impressed. I mean, she exceeded my expectations in terms of watching a Bollywood actress. I remember Deepika Padukone, one of my favorites. Uh, she broke out into Hollywood around the same time. She was in Triple X, and her career just didn't take off as rapidly as PCs did. I remember seeing her on Ellen and then seeing Branka on Ellen. And the differences between the two were so obvious. Branka was open and funny, and she had the American accent kind of down, and she just kind of knew how to work it. Whereas Deepika, who FYI was with Ranveer and everybody knew it, tried to play off the chemistry with Vin Diesel, and she just managed to kind of look shy, and she didn't really pull it off completely well, like she had been thrown out of her wheelhouse and had no idea exactly what she was doing. Whereas Priyanka just knew how to play the game, and I was really, really impressed with that. It's probably because Priyanka Chopra went to school in America and in India, so she kind of got the best of both cultures. But even when I was growing up, I've been a huge Priyanka Chopra fan. Some of my favorite movies till date are Dil Dharakneto, Dostana, and Bajira Mastani. Actually, I take that back. Bajira was all Deepika. But quick personal story, when I was in college, there were these auditions held in the U.S. to be a background dancer at IFA. So IFA was taking place in Florida, and this was the first time it was held in the United States. So it was kind of a big deal. On my audition, not thinking that I would even get a call back, but in about a week or so, I was on my way to Florida. Um, when I got to Florida, I found out that I was a background dancer for Madhuri Dixit, Deepika Padukone, Ranveer Singh, and Priyanka Chopra. And honestly, it was every Bollywood dancer's dream. And if I'm being completely honest, though, I didn't have the best experience with Priyanka Chopra. I felt like she was kind of rude and distant, not really making a connection with the dancers and treating us like, eh. Keep in mind, this group of dancers who were picked from the audition tape were chosen super last minute. We had to buy our own flights, so they were super expensive, like $600 from California. Most of us had to take a week and a half off of school or work, so 
The fact that we left everything and came to perform at IFA, which was also a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, was a huge deal. Other celebrities like Ranveer and Deepika made a huge effort to say, like, we're really excited for you guys to be here. This is going to be great. Thanks for flying out. But from Priyanka, it felt like we were one of her workers. And no, we weren't even getting paid. This is where I started to grow a little less fond of her, but that's a personal problem. But anyways, back to more pressing things. As Priyanka Chopra grew her fame more and more globally, South Asians started to speculate and really wonder if she was an icon. As we all know, with fame comes scrutiny, so obviously you want to make sure you're endorsing the right things and participating in the right conversations because everyone is literally following your every move. And we sure have been following Priyanka Chopra's every move in the last few years, and there are quite a few controversies that she's been involved in. One of the oldest controversies actually ties in really well with our anti-blackness episode that we did recently, which is that Priyanka Chopra has been accused often of being a perpetrator of racism and colorism. So I read this amazing article by Seema Hari on Brown Girl Magazine. Shout out to our girls at Brown Girl, where she writes this open letter to Brianka, and I wanted to shed some light on excellent points that she brings up. The first is that Brianka Chopra won Miss World, and she had some melanin in her skin and was kind of unlike the typical light-skinned winners. So, like, you kind of think that we're moving past that, and you think, okay, 16 years ago, so you think early 2000s, we're still kind of moving forward. But the fact is, is we're wrong because when PC entered Bollywood, she was so many shades lighter and you could tell that she had undergone some sort of bleaching treatment and her skin had completely changed. I mean, if you looked at her old movies, she was sort of dusky. In other words, she was normal colored. And the next thing you know, like over the years, she's just become lighter and lighter. And now she looks like this really elitist Indian who is fair, fair, fair. And that just sort of perpetuates this concept of being really pretty and really fair in order to be really pretty. I mean, one could counter. Directors and producers told her she had to be lighter, hence the light skin. But what doesn't make sense is all her endorsements to skin lightening creams. First, her Pond's White Beauty commercial in 2008. And then her Garnier Light Beauty partnership in 2012. She pocketed millions of dollars to these endorsements, all while destroying the confidence of millions of dark-skinned Indians. I think, honestly, the biggest problem for me in this whole endorsement ordeal was during an interview in 2014, she was asked about the whole skin lightening thing, and she defended her choices, specifically about the Pons commercial. She said that the commercial wasn't promoting fairness, but it was promoting this, like, pinkish glow after seven days of using the product. There's nothing about dark to white or color change, and I'm laughing right now because I'm going to post this commercial on our Instagram, and I want to know what you guys think. It looks exactly like the changing of skin color from dark to white to get a guy. And so many celebrities get pitches to endorse skin lightening creams, and so many of them decline because of the social impact on our community. So I guess my question to Priyanka Chopra is, why didn't you decline? Why support that industry? And PC was called out by someone in a Vogue interview in 2017 regarding her skin lightening uh, endorsements. And she did like this half-ass apology where she blamed it on being young and naive, and now she realizes the implications. But then again, she endorsed multiple brands and it wasn't this like one-off thing. And she wasn't young and naive. She was a globetrotter by then. And she'd been around women of all different kinds of skin colors. And she was trying to make it into Hollywood. So I don't really understand that at that point because you're trying to put yourself out there as this globetrotting, amazing global icon and get these deals. But then you're making really poor business choices, to be completely honest. I mean, it's lucrative for her. And obviously, the industry exists in India and all of South Asia, to be honest. But at the same time, you have to question just her judgment on making 
these endorsement deals and saying yes to them. And with Priyanka Chopra's debut into the Hollywood industry, her stance with a lot of things started to change, like with feminism. I don't know if you've been following all of this, but it's kind of ridiculous how her opinions have changed in a way that almost seems like it's really feeding into society rather than what she probably authentically believes. I mean, first off, is Priyanka Chopra a feminist? The million dollar question. In India, she wasn't a huge feminist because Bollywood loves to bash feminism. And then when she came to America and realized that the American market was not about that, she had to change her ways to fit that role of being the brown feminist female lead of Quantico. In an interview about Quantico in 2015, Priyanka said, I don't think it's a broad burning feminist show where you're like, we hate men. That's not what feminism is made of. Feminists don't hate men, Priyanka. But then in a 2016 interview, PC states, feminism is just saying, give me opportunities without judging me for the decisions that I make. The same freedom that men have enjoyed for so many centuries, which is closer to what I define as feminism. But even with all this, her interviews seem to be inconsistent and she seems to pull the feminism card when it's convenient. So I don't really know where she stands. To be fair, though, to argue and be the devil's advocate, I don't know. I just have to find the interview. But a male reporter asked her whether she was trying to be feminist and whether she was kind of trying to be a man, essentially. And she shut him down with the basic definition of feminism, which revolved around rights and equality and equity. And to me, that really sounds relatively accurate. It might not be indicative of her entire personality and what she stands for authentically, like I said. But it seems like her views have sort of evolved because honestly, Taylor Swift said something similar, which I realize is really sad that I know. But Taylor Swift used to be the same way where she didn't really talk about feminism all that much. And then eventually now she kind of talks about it a little bit more often. But then again, same thing with Taylor Swift. Do you have, you know, is it really authentic? Is it genuine? And are they really just catering to the masses in the first place? And I have to wonder with Brianka if this Western ideal really kind of molded her view into what she was spewing out in these interviews so that she could continue to fit in and continue to build this career. The fate of a futuristic desert kingdom rests in the hands of a princess desperate for power and an assassin with a dark secret in The Phoenix King by Barna Varma, a novel smoldering with politics, romance, morally gray characters, magic, and technology in an immersive Indian-inspired science fantasy world. This book from Hachette Book Group features jaw-dropping world-building, slow-burn romance, badass female queens, and gorgeous interior art. The Phoenix King was previously self-published as The Boy with Fire in August of 2021. But Orbit's newly revised and edited edition, complete with a new title, has been released and both the book and author are wildly popular on TikTok. It was also named one of the best new fantasies of 2023 by Pace Magazine, io9, and Pop Sugar, And it was named an Amazon Best Science Fiction and Fantasy of September slash an editor's pick. Check it out now at the links in our episode notes. I read an article on CNN that basically compared Priyanka Chopra's feminism to celebrity feminism, which is directly related to corporate feminism, which is actually something we learned at work. It's the buying of this or that in the name of empowerment. Its emphasis is on the feel good over the do good, and female empowerment is all part of that clever soft spell. Priyanka Chopra has done exactly that, using everything, looks and love and strategic placement and inventive self-creation in the service of the goal of becoming a star that shines not only in India, but also in America. And you can't really hate her for that. I mean, at the end of the day, she's this global rising star and icon, as Nahal mentioned, who has billions of fans, a whole lot of money, and strategically calculated steps to get to her next destination, which, let's be honest, women need to do more often anyway. 
So while we may think her views on feminism are skewed, her take on feminism is not giving a damn, grabbing the power you can, marrying the younger man, and just sort of having this over-the-top wedding broadcasted everywhere. And as CNN puts it, in our global moment of reckoning of women's rights, like, shouldn't fantastic audacity kind of be welcomed? You know? I mean, it's something that you should be taking on and really seeing as new and refreshing that this woman is really taking charge of her life. Hmm, It's like looking at a glass half empty or half full. But aside from her conflicting views on what feminism means, I found it quite odd that Priyanka Chopra doesn't like the phrase woman of color. Heck, I'm a woman of color and I love that phrase because when you're a minority, it shows how capable you are and puts emphasis on your word. In an interview, she specifically said, quote, The phrase woman of color puts woman in a box. I'm a woman, whether I'm white, black, brown, green, blue, or pink, whatever. I think we need to start looking beyond that. It should be a big win for women, period. End quote. I wholeheartedly disagree with this. People of color definitely need go through a larger struggle of making it in Hollywood entertainment than the dominant white. So why would we not take credit for that and own the phrase woman of color? I completely agree with you. I think that it's not necessarily this mutually exclusive concept. You don't have to sit there and say, I am a woman, or I am a woman of color, or I am a person of color. You can be intersectional. You can be all of those things. And it's important to identify and react and recognize all of those different parts of you. As an author, it's been kind of interesting to see how people own it or don't own it, people have to fight a lot harder to win literary awards if they're a person of color. And I guess that's a whole life fact, right? People of color have to fight harder for what people who are Caucasian get naturally. And I've always reminded of this quote from Scandal, you have to work twice as hard for half as much. And in the literature world, that's something that women of color really have to fight against. We don't win awards as much um, with stories, with characters who are people of color and from other races as well. And so to sit there and just kind of remove that acknowledgement and say like, well, the, par- the part about being of color doesn't matter. I mean, it takes away a lot of the hard work that people put in to be recognized in the first place. So I completely disagree with her. I'm all with you, Nihil. I mean, it's just, it's something that's really important to recognize. Ultimately, is she a woman and has she kicked ass? Yeah, absolutely. And she deserves accolades for that. But She's also a person of color, and it's really important to acknowledge it and value that and say, okay, great, this is a step forward in taking forward a whole population. And it's really important to acknowledge that so that this whole population can continue to move forward. Other people can rise up too. I was just going to say that I get so happy when I see a headline of a major magazine or news that says person of color, woman of color does so and so because it is a huge deal and we should be embracing that. The craziest thing is that in an interview for Vogue in 2017, Priyanka said that she was denied a role in Hollywood because she had the wrong physicality for a part. And when asked what physicality meant, her agent said that they didn't want someone brown. And this is what I mean. Embrace your women of color platform. Be proud and be loud and try not to make songs about being exotic. Please stop calling women of color exotic. I'm rolling my eyes, people, if you can't see. Oh, gosh. And describing people with food terms. That totally drives me crazy. That yeah, somebody actually get- called Priyanka Chopra a brownie back in the days. Oh, so that's God. where this kind of all smart sparked. But we get 
called brown people all the time, so Priyanka Chopra isn't that special. In our episode titled Aziz Ansari or Not, we talk a little bit about Priyanka Chopra's marriage to boy band heartthrob Nick Jonas, and we talked a little bit about whether the wedding was a publicity stunt or was it really just true love and a beautiful cross-culture of two races. Listen to that episode for more details in our semi-heated discussion where we dissected the wedding of the year. We don't want to repeat too much content, but what we can talk about is a recurring theme that what Priyanka Chopra endorses doesn't line up with her actions. And this was really prevalent during her wedding. Priyanka Chopra endorsed a campaign called Breathe Free, which encouraged people to not use firecrackers during Diwali to allow people with asthma, like herself, to breathe freely and help control rising pollution levels in India. I mean, hello, Delhi. But two months after she endorsed this, her wedding featured the most extravagant fireworks display. Again, this episode isn't about hating Priyanka Chopra, but why endorse something then completely disregard it for a lavish display of wealth and power? Also, disclaimer, Nehal and I didn't make this episode with the intent of hating on Priyanka Chopra because despite everything, she did break some global ground for us as South Asians. But with breaking global ground comes great responsibility and power and fame. And PC needs to be using her platform for good and take it seriously when engaging with a global audience. This was really evident during her most recent scandal when she was accused with This was especially evident during her most recent scandal when she was accused of encouraging nuclear war over comments she made amid worsening tensions between India and Pakistan. And this all sparked because Priyanka Chopra tweeted Jay Hind, hashtag Indian Armed Forces, during the Kashmir debate. Probably one of the most iconic exchanges of the year was when at BeautyCon in LA, Priyanka Chopra was a panelist and doing a fireside chat on stage when a woman named Aisha Malik was given the microphone to ask Priyanka a question. But instead, she said, it was kind of hard hearing you talk about humanity because as your neighbor, a Pakistani, I know you're a bit of a hypocrite. You're a UNICEF ambassador for peace and encouraging nuclear war against Pakistan. Her microphone was snatched away, but Priyanka's response was well interesting. She asked Aisha if she was done, quote unquote, venting, basically in a tone that was like, you need to chill, and then continued to say she doesn't support war, but she does support India. Following this exchange, the issue was scaled and many sent letters to UNICEF and they were asking for Priyanka Chopra to be removed as an ambassador. And I don't know if one tweet should discount all the great work she's done alongside UNICEF because she does use the platform to champion gender equality. But then again, it does raise a question about celebrity advocacy and when they should open their mouths and when they should probably just not talk. One could argue that Aisha Malik was out of place. Why did she think BeautyCon was an okay location to ambush Priyanka Chopra? She was obviously caught off guard, and it wasn't the time or place. Others online say Aisha wanted her five minutes of fame, and she got it. So let's move on, but Aisha later tweeted that she wasn't trying to shame anyone or take the spotlight away from people who were really promoting peace, but it was to highlight the actions of a UNICEF ambassador, a title meant to advocate for peace of national identity and allegiance, and if PC's duties align with that definition, or do they not? Did you watch the video of what happened at BeautyCon? I personally thought PC sounded immature, telling Aisha to not yell and not embarrass herself. So what if it wasn't the right time or place? You're a celebrity. Collect yourself. Answer the question respectfully and handle yourself with class. I'm definitely torn on the issue. I think that Aisha didn't want the fame. I definitely don't think it was a matter of that. These are issues that are really, really hit closely for people who have family in the areas and who are really facing the actual threat of having their families and loved ones be blasted off the planet by nuclear warfare. And that's not that's not a funny thing or something that doesn't hit close to home. It's terrifying. So I think she really did just want to call out Branca Chopra in a way that 
you know, she had her chance. Let's just talk about it. But I think she did come at it in a confrontational way. And that probably led Priyanka Chopra to respond in an equally immature and confrontational way. And then on top of that, PC, we forget, her parents were actually Armed Forces members. They were both doctors, I believe, for the Indian Army. So what Hind means to her or hashtag Indian Armed Forces means to her is probably very different than a typical citizen of India or Pakistan or the U.S. or whoever. And while I am not exactly a fan of her doing that, it definitely probably was a lot more personal for her than most people realize. She even said, I'm patriotic, and this is probably because of her parents. But yeah, I don't know. I'm really torn with this as well. She probably could have handled that better, to be honest. I think even as a celebrity, you're going to get questions all the time, and they're going to be thrown at you. You need to handle the situation with a lot of class and put yourself together and really just give an appropriate answer. And so I was really just disappointed because it seemed like Priyanka Chopra was, like, demeaning, like, I don't even know the word for it. She's was she's like, really condescending. She spoke yeah. down and was really patronizing. And she was kind of like, oh, well, are you done now? Are you done? Are you cool? She's like, don't embarrass and, yourself. Yeah. And it was just very different. And you should – it was just very confrontational. And I think that in those particular moments, you should diffuse the situation and listen and be willing to hear out what somebody is trying to say. I realize that it's really hard to do that when someone seems like they're attacking you. But in that particular situation, Priyanka Chopra is in power. She has people who are willing to go and take a mic from a girl who's trying to express her opinion. So in that case, it would have been really nice if she said, hey, don't take the mic. Let me address this and let's have a conversation. I realize it probably wasn't the time or place, but you could have easily addressed it because at the time it was a world issue. It wasn't exactly some small thing. So in that case, take the five minutes. I mean, it sucks because it's not the ideal location to have a conversation, but just do it. Be smart about it. Be respectful and save your own reputation and also save the girl who was speaking, in this case, Aisha, from a lot of embarrassment and threats on her, her life, too. This is a power dynamic, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, Priyanka Chopra will continue to take the entertainment industry by storm. And it's up to you whether you want to support her or not, and to what extent. As for my final thoughts, I'll continue to watch her movies and applaud her from an entertainment perspective. Will I go watch Sky is Pink? Absolutely. But as someone I look up to or consider a role model, I'm going to have to give that a hard pass. South Asians are a minority in entertainment in America, and I need to support someone whose values align with mine. I agree with you. She's an incredibly talented woman, and I am all for her success. I am amazed by the level and the heights that she has reached for all South Asians and the beauty that she's brought to it. But she has shown so many inconsistencies that I'm not sure she's completely real and completely genuine. And I find that really, really hard to like, even though I'm rooting for her and for her success as a human being, I'm not completely sure that I'm on board with her as a role model, like you said. And even as a person during her interviews, like you mentioned earlier, she holds herself with such poise and her Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, like she is so likable. But I think when it comes down to the nitty gritty, like hard topics, the things that, you know, we care about a lot, colorism, feminism, all these things, that's where her, that's where her standpoint should be very firm. And that's where I see all the wavering. Exactly. I think she's so cute on all of these interviews and she's so fun. And whenever I watch them, I'm like, dude, I want to be friends with you. I just want to hang out with you because I feel like we'd have a bunch of great laughs. But then it's also kind of like having a friend who you may not be able to trust when the time really counts for it. And I have really, really big questions about that. I mean, of course, Priyanka Chopra is not my friend and we don't <laughs> even wish. run in the same circles. <laughs> I wish, but I definitely, you know, can't 
say that I necessarily trust her as a human being. And that's something that's really important to me whenever I'm looking at a role model. Do I think that I could trust them? Do I feel like they're genuine and authentic and real and, you know, willing to face the tough crap in life with the same level of grace that they always do? And there are brown people in Hollywood that are doing that. So why not just support them? Yeah, exactly. So before we close out this episode, it's Nahal's favorite time. It's rapid fire round. So today we're not going to be talking about Priyanka Chopra anymore, but we will be talking about our favorite person of color, specifically brown person in Hollywood. So who is your favorite brown person in Hollywood? I would have to say right now, the person that I'm kind of obsessed with is Jamila Jamil. She's like this really body, not even body positive. That's actually part of her entire platform is not being necessarily body positive, but like super body inclusive. And she's just, she's a badass. I like her. Mine is hands down Hassan Minaj. I am obsessed with him. I need to You always him. take mine. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have said that too. But I saw him film Patriot Act live and I am in love. I need to go. But what is your favorite movie or TV show in Hollywood starring a brown person? You can say Patriot Act if you want to. (laughs) I say Patriot Act. (laughs) I would have to say recently, Four Weddings and a Funeral, they had a um, Desi person star as the main guy. And so it was really cool seeing him and his family interact. That's awesome. Yeah, I would definitely... Probably go with that as well um, if I hadn't chosen Patriot Act, but sadly that one wins. As we mentioned, guys, we'll be releasing episodes for the 12 days of the Woke DC as we lead up to Christmas, and then we're going to take a short break through the new year as we line up more content for you. We're super, super excited to release all of this new stuff, and we'd love to hear what you think, so shoot us a DM or an email, and don't forget to follow us at the Woke DC on Instagram. Until tomorrow, get woke and stay woke. This is the Woke Daisy.